Hello, South Dakotans. Welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello and welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. I am your host, Daryl Ritt. Thank you for tuning in. Today's main topic is guns and poses. Not the rock group, guns and roses, but guns and poses. All about the gun issue and the legislators who pose for the audience like they really care about your safety. As I've said before in this podcast, safety is an illusion. Always has been, always will be. Unless you have a gun strapped to you 24-7, 366, you will always be at the mercy of a lunatic who's hell-bent on destruction. No law will ever change that. But before I go off on that diatribe, let's get the two things. First... You can support this show and keep it going by visiting dakotarustler.org and clicking on the donation link. As Arbel will tell you during the advertisement break, this helps to pay for the podcast hosting site, the website, research, and more. Second, I need to do the usual first half of the show called Tidbits. Regular listeners know that this is where I take a handful of news stories from the last week and make a passing comment or two on them. So let's get started. Number one. Alexandra Melnichenko, who was born in Belgrade and holds citizenships in Croatia and Serbia, will, quote, vigorously contest the unfortunate decisions against her, unquote, her representative told Reuters. In March, her husband ceded ownership of a coal company and a fertilizer company to her. So what is that unfortunate decision? She has been, you can guess the word, yes, sanctioned by the EU simply because her husband is a Russian billionaire who supposedly has closed ties to Putin. The EU claims she takes advantage of the fortune and benefits from the wealth of her husband. Well, duh. That's what spouses are supposed to do. That's why they get married. It's more financially beneficial to be together than it is to be separate. In most countries, it's well within their rights to do so. Well, of course. The action, however, could disrupt operation at the coal and fertilizer companies because the sanctions include freezing her assets, which, of course, the companies are. Not only are the countries sanctioning other countries, but they are now sanctioning people. Fertilizers are already expensive enough. And now sanctions... If they disrupt the supply chain, which is likely, or at least add a couple of more layers of transactions, you know, from selling from one country to another country to another country, it'll only drive up the price ever more. Remember last week I broke out the term universal stupidity? Well, here's another example. Number two. 
Abbott Labs has reportedly opened its baby formula plant for production in Sturgis, Michigan, which will hopefully get the product out to those who need it soon and alleviate the shortage. Production is scheduled to ramp up on June 20th. The ahem, voluntary shutdown added to an already short supply in formula. In the U.S., less than half of all babies are fed exclusively breast milk in the first three months. Now, I know some women can't breastfeed for whatever reason, some being medical, and no, I'm not a woman. But what can be more natural and healthy for an infant than breast milk? In most cases, well, nothing. So women, in this case, yes, it is your body. You can do with it whatever you want, but... Why buy something from a conglomerate for countless dollars when everything you need is right there for free? If you can, pump away. Make it a priority. If you can't, hey, I understand. And for you, help is hopefully just around the corner from Abbott Labs. Who ever thought this would happen in America? Uh, you know, a baby formula shortage. Number three. The U.S. has barred Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua from attending the Summit of the Americas this week. What is that? It's basically a North American equivalent to the G20. North American as well as Central American and South American countries take part every three years in a summit to promote economic issues. Even the Caribbean countries are involved in the talks. This year it takes place in Los Angeles. Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua, because they lack a democracy, were not invited. The Mexican president, however, Andres Manuel Lopez Oblador, I love saying that name, has made good on his threat to sit it out unless they are invited. Usually I'm not a fan of Obrador, but on this one I totally agree. We've been sanctioning, there's that word again, Cuba for well over 60 years and they are still communist. Sanctions do not work. In addition, Cubans want to escape and come here, as do Venezuelans. Perhaps if we drop sanctions invited them to participate in the dream of American economics, the three countries would be richer and their people would be more likely to want to remain there with their families. Business should almost always be separate from politics, barring national security and maybe a few other things. Even Brazilian President Bolsonaro threatened not to participate, but decided to at the last minute. This year's meeting is to cover food insecurity, climate change, and pandemic recovery, among other things. Number four, <clears throat> staying on the topic of Mexico and Venezuela, several thousand migrants, many from Venezuela, started from the southern Mexican border on Monday with hopes of reaching the unlimited stupidity, uh, uh, oops, I mean the United States. At least 6,000 people left the border town of Tapachula. This is one of the areas I cannot agree with libertarians on. I'm closer to the shoot first, ask questions later principle than I am to let whoever wants to come here, come here principle. I'm not against people coming here. 
just not in huge waves. And I'm also for having them vetted before they come here. I can easily argue that I'm a victim of such waves. The flooring industry, as well as other construction industry jobs, depending on where you live, have been taken over by immigrants. Over the last couple decades, the pay scale on construction has not kept pace with inflation. Construction was once a great paying today job. Today, not so much. Why? Well, because anyone who lives in a country where minimum wage is dollars per day as opposed to dollars per hour will be ecstatic to work for what we consider chump change here in America. Over time, that lower scale of pay expands nationwide. In addition, when you let in waves of people, we can't possibly vet them properly. I don't let strangers into my house and I live in a safe town. We shouldn't let people into this country without knowing who they are either. This isn't 1822 anymore. Times have changed. The world is not the same. And with that, we'll hit the advertisement section. I'll be back in about 50 seconds. Dakota Rustler related, please visit dakotarustler.org. The website contains links to media sites, a merchandise store, and a button to donate to the show. Your support helps to pay for expenses of production, as well as research time. Feedback is appreciated, and comments or topic ideas can be sent to the email address listed on the website. Sponsorships are also available if you have a business to promote. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Just a reminder that this podcast is available on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Buzzsprout, TuneIn, and the video version is available on Telegram, channel name Dakota Rustler Podcast. Also, my usual shout out to Danheim, the provider of all my background music. Now, let's talk about guns, gun control, causes, and proposals. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I don't need to list all the cities. You've heard them all. Shootings seem to be happening everywhere nowadays. Posing Democrats have proposals. Some poser Republicans buy into them or even have their own ideas. Sports teams had a wear orange weekend last weekend to advocate for an end to gun violence. And a Republican withdrew from his congressional race after backlash from supporting gun control. There are so many things I'd like to cover, but I won't have time to, so I'll just cover the few that I feel are important. First, I don't want sports teams to be political posers. I've quit watching most sports because they have become political. Wearing an orange band or any other color for any other cause solves absolutely nothing. Hockey is about the only diehard sport I still watch with devotion. Everything else, I don't care. You know, I just don't care if I miss it. It could disappear. Let it go. Let it be gone. Same thing with Hollywood and TV and other forms of entertainment. I want to be entertained, not preached at. If I want to be preached at, I'll attend a church or I'll go to a political website. You know, like DakotaRustler.org. So sports teams, 
You have a right to say whatever you want, do whatever you want, but I also have the right to tune you out, and that's exactly what I do when you get political. Second, everyone believes they know what the cause is. So let me clue you in on some statistics. For the record, when I do research, I throw out sources that obviously seem to be right-wing or left-wing, and I seek to be as neutral as possible. In addition, much of my research comes from various sources, not just one. That way I can combine them into something that's sensible and not prejudicial from one side or the other. So let's start. Mental illness. You may have seen on you may have seen this on my Facebook page, but it's estimated that 14 and a half million Americans suffer from some fort, some form of severe mental illness in any given year. Add in mild forms such as temporary depression, and that number shoots all the way up to 77 million. Number of gun deaths each year is about 35,000, more than half of those being suicides, not the killing of another person. So let's do the math using all gun deaths and only severe mental illness numbers. If we assume that all gun deaths are the result of a single different shooter, the percentage of people suffering from severe mental illness who committed deadly shooting is less than one quarter of one percent. So yes, while most shootings may involve some form of mental illness, mental illness in no way results in shootings. As I just said, one quarter of one percent. It's no different than drunk driving. While many car deaths may involve drunk driving, most drunks do not cause accidents. If we go to the opposite extreme, where only homicides are compared to mental illness, all mental illnesses, not just severe cases, and we throw out the suicides, the percentage drops to 150th of 1%. Mental illness should not be allowed to become a red flag unless the mental illness involves a history of violence by the individual. And I'd be willing to say that that statistic would probably also be in the low single digits. Most people may have the inclination to hit another person, maybe destroy property or do some other form of violence, but they draw the line at shooting or stabbing, if for no other reason than the penalty of getting caught. Red flag laws only deprive the innocent of their rights to be left alone by government. What's the next excuse? Well, that would be violent video games. Republicans love this one. I've had a hard time getting the exact information I was hoping for, so I kind of need to extrapolate from the information I could get. Studies suggest that 166 million Americans play video games in any given year, and that shooter games make up 27% of those games sold, which one can arguably conclude is also 27% of games played, give or take a few percentage points. 30% of video game players are under the age of 19. So if you do all the math involved with this, you end up with about 13 million youth playing violent video games at any time in a given year. How many of them commit murder? 
Well, let's go to the government for that statistic. Government stats show that there are about 2,500 youth under the age of 20 who commit murder each year. And I'm guessing most of that is drug and gang related. Do a little more math and we end up with the same number we had for all mental illnesses, including temporary. That number, one fiftieth of one percent. Yes, one fiftieth of one percent. So no, violent video games do not cause people to become murderers. Hence, video games should not be a red flag either, as again, they only deprive the innocents of their rights to be left alone by government. Now let's look at gun ownership, something Democrats love to blame, the availability of guns. Again, I will use numbers that will benefit anti-gunners, not pro-gunners. There are supposedly 81.4 million gun owners in America, and by some estimates, that's a low one. 58% are men, 42% are women. This also equals 44% of all households. Only one-third of Americans say they would ever own a gun as opposed to two-thirds who say they already do or would. Now let's see actual gun numbers. It is estimated there are 400 million guns in the U.S., which includes guns owned by police, the military, as well as citizens. So that five guns per gun owner is isn't actually true because you're throwing in military and police it's probably more like two or three because the police and the military have tons of guns 39 percent of men say they personally own a gun as well as 22 percent of women uh did you catch that 22 percent of women and they all think that they hate guns you know liberals make you think women hate guns not true 22% of women have them. But anyway, I digress. I just wanted to put those numbers out there for you. Let's get back to the homicides and the suicides. Over 81 million gun owners and 35,000 total gun deaths. That's only four one hundredths of 1% of gun owners, or one in every 2,325, who commit a suicide or take their own life. Remember, suicides are higher. It also doesn't allow for the fact that many guns can be stolen by non-gun owners. So does gun ownership lead to mass shootings? No, of course not. Gun ownership should not be a red flag either because it only involves intervening in people's individual rights to be free from government. Yet our fearless leaders, they love to pose in front of the camera or behind the podium or anywhere else they can find and suggest that just one more law, one more regulation will stop all of these mass shootings. It's bullcrap and they know it. But posing makes it look like you're trying to do something and that's all that government is about, looking like you're trying to do something. They really don't care. They're just power mongers. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, safety is an illusion and always has been. Inconveniencing 2,324 gun owners for the one lunatic who will lose it will not stop shootings. Inconveniencing 399 people with mental illness for one lunatic who will lose it will not stop shootings. Inconveniencing 499 violent video game players for the one who will lose it will not stop shootings.
And remember, the overwhelming majority of shootings are not mass shootings. So if one is making an argument to stop mass shootings with more laws, the percentages shrivel even more. Add in that thieves steal guns and some normal people will just lose it from time to time. The percentages shrivel even more. You can't predict who's going to become a shooter because the numbers just don't support it. Even if I did a study on broken families, which the posing Republicans love to point out, I'd wager that all the percentages work out to less than one half of 1% in that scenario. Heck, posing Republicans create a lot of these broken homes with their own stupid war on drugs that incarcerate minor offenders who harmed absolutely no one. But that's another topic for another day. Anyway, in conclusion, new laws will do nothing, criminals do not obey laws, and politicians know it. They just want to be seen as doing something so they can get elected again and keep their power going. Anyway, with that, I will close so I can start working on my next podcast. Till next time, you know the mantra, question authority, and always be free. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their affiliates. Any unauthorized use of this show is prohibited. Until next time, have a great day, and don't forget to subscribe.